What's up? Thanks for listening. Tuning back in, Hanson Athletics Radio number five, episode five. These are going to be coming at you more frequently, so get pumped for that. Um, what I need from you guys is to go ahead and head over and give me a rating on the podcast if you can. Shameless plug there. Um, also, follow me on Instagram, Hanson Athletics. And also, I'm going to challenge you to try out our services. So we have a 14-day um, free trial where you can pretty much be a full member, check out the programming, check out the software we use, and check out how awesome it is to have a coach and programming and knowing what you're doing every day when you walk into the gym. Um, today, what I wanted to cover and what we're going to kind of have a little podcast of is questions. So that's going to be questions from my online clients that they sent to me. And I decided that I would like to try and answer them over the airwaves. So that's what today's episode is going to be. Thanks for tuning in. So without further ado. What is up? How are we doing? Welcome back. I'm just going to take today and answer some questions that I have been getting um, from my online clients as well as through Instagram. So today's episode is going to be more of a q and I'm going to answer, like I said, questions that people have sent in. So should be good. These are real life questions from the programs that um, my people are following online. Um, first off, I want to um, thank you for listening and also point you in the direction of my website. So I would love for some feedback on what the website looks like to you, if it makes sense, if it's clear, if it's concise, kind of working on making sure everything that comes together on that website um, leads you in a good direction and lets you know what Hans Athletics is all about and the services that we offer. Um, We are working on putting together a new app, which is going to have the training programs on. So there's going to be a separate platform for just um, training programs that are templates per se, or just a kind of running um, program that you kind of have to modify yourself. So what you'll do is you'll get on there. They'll be pretty cool. There'll be leaderboards. There'll be um, readiness surveys and all that type of stuff. But you're going to be following programs that people across the world can follow at the same time and upload their numbers. Um, the other option we're going to have is remote coaching, which is going to be more personalized. Your workouts are going to be designed for you, and there's going to be just a lot more coach-athlete interaction. So that's going obviously going to be a little bit pricier. Um, we're looking at doing the training programs at 27 bucks a month, which is f- very inexpensive, about a dollar a day if you you kind of add it up. And then the remote coaching is is going to be around 120 dollars a month because that takes a little bit more time from our coaches as well as um, more interaction between us. So we're headed in that direction and uh, let's just get into it. So the first question that I'm going to go over today that I got from one of my clients was um, exactly this. It was, I was wondering what your thoughts are on building mass and lean muscle all while developing as an athlete. Can you do the both? Can you do both at the same time? Or do you think the extra weight can hinder athletic performance and explosiveness? So to answer that question is kind of a long winded answer, right? But to bridge the gap between 
um, mass, lean muscle, and then developing as an athlete. I think if your goals is to, or your goals are to kind of improve athletic performance and explosiveness, that's going to be kind of the focus of your program. And that's going to also include um, building mass and lean muscle. Now, it's not going to be the same as if you were like walked up to me and said, hey, I, I just want to put on muscle. You know, I'm not competing in sport. I'm not worried about how I'm going to perform per se if I go play some pickup basketball or whatnot. Right now, I just want to put on some muscle and get big quick. That's going to look different than if you're coming in and saying, I want to work on speed. I want to work on explosiveness. Um, at the same time, though, you got to think about if you are training like an athlete, which is a very well-rounded program, you know, you're going to be working on per se, we could do, depending on your skill levels, some pieces of the Olympic lifting. We can do um, some bodybuilding accessories, usually with functional movement and uh, different types of implements and weighting those movements a little bit different. We're going to work on rotation. We're going to work on, you know, push, pull, lunge, squat, step, rotation, that type of stuff. So you are, I mean, most people I work with, yeah, you're going to put on some muscle and you're going to put on some lean mass and you're going to look like a badass because it's form, basically form follows function, right? So if you're training to be an athlete, you're going to start to look like an athlete. And I mean, in my opinion, that's one of the best physiques to kind of have or go for. I would like, I would, I would love, and I know many people that love to walk into a room and people are just like, damn, that guy looks like an athlete. See that's and for me that's a little bit more attractive than a you know bodybuilding per se where you're just a huge dude but you just literally have been doing isometric movements that's kind of the bulk of your training and you move like a bodybuilder right so depends on what you're doing I'd say if you're coming into hands athletics and you're looking to even our muscle building pro even if you came to me and said I want to put on a ton of muscle we're still going to sneak in some um, performance type stuff to keep you moving well. And, uh, I don't, I think that we kind of hit that on the dot and it's not a big deal as far as we can put on some muscle and also develop that performance or push that performance and develop the explosiveness. Um, I would just be careful if you're going to someone else and talking to them about it or getting a program from someone else, make sure you let them know that your goal is performance because it's pretty easy to just put on muscle, but not move in ways that you might see in life or you might see on the field. So that's kind of my opinion on that. Um, luckily as a brand, that's, that's kind of how, as a coach, I basically train all my athletes or all my clients. See, I even said athletes right there. I train all my clients like they're athletes. Um, I want them to, to have carryover and transfer onto the, into real life or the field, whatever, you know, whether they're sitting at home at a desk all day, or taking care of the kids, or playing pickup sports, or an elite athlete. Um, I want to train them like they are focused on performance rather than just, oh, I want to put on muscle, or um, I want to lose 10 pounds. Those are kind of superficial goals, and I think having performance goals or trackers is much more effective and a better process. Okay, so the next question, going straight into it. Um. This is from one of my newer Olympic lifters. Um, she says, I'm trying to enjoy the process. Ego wants perfection. Lots of weights. 
and both of those things now. And that's in reference to she was asking, I'll put it into context. She's asking about how to hit a certain performance marker also by focusing on Olympic lifting. Um, so the question kind of led into she's struggling to fit in conditioning with her current Olympic lifting programming because it's taking about an hour, hour and a half. Um, she wants to maintain the ability to hop on an assault bike and get 150 cals in a good time. So I put out a challenge on Instagram and I did 150 cals in five minutes and 30 seconds. And she was curious how I was able to maintain that wall in addition or in addition to my current training. And, uh, so the answer to that is number one, I'm not, I used to compete nationally Olympic lifting. Um, I am competing it actually this upcoming weekend, but I'm not doing it that often per se. I'm actually more focused on, um, putting on some muscle, looking good while maintaining athleticism or even increasing and pushing that envelope. Uh, I don't, really train like I used to in terms of I used to Olympic lift, you know, two to three hours, um, four to five times a week when I was competing and I am not in that boat anymore. So I am able to, you know, get on the bike and be able to do something like that. I would say though, if you are competing, obviously if you're specializing in a sport or working on Olympic lifting per se or anything, it can be anything you're really focusing on. Um, that kind of needs to be your focus and you're going to lose something either way, vice versa, right? If you're a Olympic lifter, you're going to lose some of your aerobic capacity. Um, there is ways in a program to maintain as much of that as possible, as well as kind of making sure you're timing your lifts and keeping the pace up, but you're going to, you're going to suffer a little bit. And if you're going to go you know, trained to be a marathon runner and you used to be an Olympic lifter, your Olympic lifts are going to suffer a little. So it's kind of hard to do it. Say you can do it both at one time, especially if you're really focused on one. Um, and if you don't want to just be mediocre at everything, you kind of need to take time to focus on different aspects. Um, you can periodize it. You can make it so you have, you know, a huge macro cycle throughout the year where you're maybe, for a smaller portion of it, you're working on a certain thing, another portion you're working on another thing and really just trying to develop those skills so they could, the whole big picture can kind of come together. Although I would argue the, you know, 150 cows on a bike should be between, you know, five and at least 10 minutes. And that's a pretty, uh, you can really push it. So if you're just a strong person and you're okay with being uncomfortable, you can put up some good times with that. But, uh, just coming back to her question is kind of saying, can I do both at the same time? Um, I prefer as a coach to have more um, designed focus. So you would come in and say, okay, I want to get better at Olympic lifting. We would focus on that. And uh, yeah, you're going to suffer a little bit in different areas, but we can kind of come back around full circle and, and shore up those weaknesses that develop and make sure you're a well-rounded athlete. It just takes a lot of time and dedication to really improve something that takes as much skill as Olympic lifting or a different sport. So that's kind of how I'd answer that. Um, let's move on to the next one. Uh, so this, put it into context, this athlete is um, doing Olympic lifting, but they also want to add in calisthenics. They kind of fell in love with the idea of 
you know, doing some crazy stuff on the pull-up bar, doing body holds, um, that type of stuff. And it's kind of a two-part question. So she said, when I'm doing, when I do the calisthenics or weightlifting, um, cause she's only doing three times a week. She says, I don't feel like I'm doing a whole lot. And, and this athlete's kind of an athlete that likes to continually drive themselves into the ground. They would love to just destroy themselves every day because they don't feel like they're working hard if they're not dead. Right. And there's a whole lot of things wrong with that. Um, training every day, every day of training should not destroy you. You should have days you walk out of there feeling very good. Um, it's kind of detrimental to walk in there every day and push yourself to the point where you are failing. It's a, you know, you're in training. Um, it should be controlled movement should be, you know, perfect. You should be working on that type of stuff, movement, um, practice, breathing and that type of stuff. So to say that you are going in there every day and being destroyed and being successful in most cases, it's not, it's not true. You're probably being detrimental. You're probably messing up. Um, you know, you're probably in adrenal fatigue. You're not recovering properly. You're not spending the time to actually train like those athletes that you might see on Instagram that, that do kill themselves every day. That's their full-time job. And they're putting in just as much recovery as their work. Um, I would say you need to get comfortable with being able to go into the gym and not feel like you killed yourself. Um, there's a lot of benefits to working smart and uh, just being consistent. So I'd say it's more important to stay consistent. And uh, another thing she led into was I want to do circuit training then so I can kind of kill myself. And uh, But what I want to highlight is she actually said I want to do circuit training to help with my explosiveness. So there's kind of this um, idea or sense of um, thought that possibly CrossFit is the best way or, or kind of going there and killing yourself on um, circuit movements is increasing explosiveness, which expl- that's not really the case, right? So you I mean, you can work on explosive movements in an interval style training, although that's not my favorite. Again, I, I mean, if I'm working on being explosive, that's a skill and it should be treated as such. There should be very um, thought out and organized programs and movements with a lot of focus and mental clarity put into that movement, not um, just a you're halfway dead, been slamming out a 20 minute workout where your form, technique, and everything is falling apart because that's what happens. You know, it's just like there's nothing you can do about it if you're go- if you're working your ass off and you're working for 20 minutes straight, I mean, you're going to sacrifice some technique and, uh, form. So again, it's just kind of like, you just hear stuff and you're like circuit training does not increase explosiveness. If you want to increase explosiveness, explosiveness, we're going to work on jumping. We're going to work on posterior chain, um, Olympic lifting and, you know, movements that, teach you how to um, triple extent, triple extension of the hips and teach you how to be, do that aggressively and with speed. And that's going to create explosiveness, right? Going and doing sprints um, per se. But I mean, just doing interval training, that is not going to make you explosive at all. So I think it just kind of all comes down together that she's trying to 
find a way to justify killing herself, right? Because if she says, oh, I can work on my explosiveness with circuit training, then that's going to help my Olympic lifting. And then it's just kind of this circle of thought that's not realistic and not real. So just I guess moral of the story is don't feel like you have to kill yourself every day in the gym. There are days that you do need to push it and you're going to be pretty beat up, but that's not always the case and it's not always the best. So um, keep that in mind. Also, circuit training does not increase explosiveness. Circuit training, you know, you're going to build an aerobic base if you're doing 20, 25 minute Metcons and you pretty much get mediocre at everything you're doing. So, I mean, you basically doing that stuff, you get really good at efficiency and sandbag. So the person that can go kind of the slowest and most controlled, but that be the fastest is, is the focus of CrossFit, like work capacity, you know? So basically you want to do the work the most, most efficiently and use the least amount, you know, be able to do the work at a medium speed for the longest amount of time, you know? So that's kind of, where CrossFit falls into is work capacity. And if you're going to work on explosiveness, it's going to be, it's going to look and feel a little or a lot different than that. And, uh, yeah. So again, I think I'm what I'm going to do with her is she's competing the end of this weekend, but she's not dead set on Olympic lifting. So I think we're going to move into more of a program that I would use with, um, athletes or, uh, people training for sport and it's going to be, she'll get to do a little bit of her Olympic lifting variations and, but I'm going to get her, we're not going to really gonna do a lot of inter like a CrossFit training, but we're going to do sprints, um, rotational work and, uh, you know, shin hops, broad jumps, work on that stuff. And then just give her some like monostructural work that's in intervals that are going to kind of give her that feeling of beat, like, you know, really, uh, taxing her and making her tired, but not beat her down as much as some other types of training would do. So we'd be able to, um, bounce back, kind of make her feel like she's beat up or make her feel like she's tired all while working on, um, explosiveness and still progressing her Olympic lifts. So that's the direction we're going to go there. But, uh, those were the three main questions that I wanted to cover that I had. And I hope that kind of gives you some insight into your training um, if you guys have anything you would like us to talk about, let us know. We, uh, are pretty excited about the new weight classes, although I don't really think it made a huge, um, difference in the sport of Olympic weightlifting. Um, we're doing very well in terms of getting, um, new clients. And I know if you watch us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, it literally looks like we only do Olympic lifters, but that's not the case. A majority of our clients are, actually just GPP or general physical preparedness. They're, you know, moms trying to get in shape. They're college girls trying to lose some weight. I mean, we have a very wide array of clients and, um, we're just trying to grow and spread and let people know about our brand. You know, we keep it simple. Um, simple, not easy is kind of our trademark saying. So if you want to try a program, we're doing a thing right now where you can do seven days of free training. Um, pretty much all you got, you get signed up. You have seven days to um, cancel per se if you don't like the training, and then no harm, no foul, you know. So, um, I would 
definitely recommend to try it out if you haven't done it yet and uh, see if it's a good fit for you. We really provide a lot of direction and uh, are probably more involved as far as coach athlete goes than we should be for what we charge. So I think it's really a still of a deal right now because we're just a newer brand trying to kind of make our way in the world, you know. And with that being said, um, I would like to present you with the opportunity of a lifetime. And that is to submit your own reviews. <laughs> Just kidding. But what we need is we need people that are willing to go on to Google and, you know, give us a good rating, give us some stars on Google, um, Facebook, and also the iTunes. So her podcast. So go ahead and head in there. Shopify or we're not on Shopify. Sorry. We're on uh, Spotify. There. That's it. Spotify and um, iTunes, obviously. So if you could give us a review on that, maybe write in a couple lines and uh, let us know what you think. See if we can um, improve. And I appreciate you guys listening to it. So have a great day. Have a great weekend. I'm going to make another one at the um, beginning of the next week. So go ahead and send me some ideas you have or we can chat about whatever and we'll get some guests on here. So again, appreciate you listening and for tuning in to Hands Athletics Radio.